Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with pharmacists about their unique experiences, challenges, and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. I'm your host, Isabella Hansen, and I am a fourth-year pharmacy student at the University of Kentucky. Today, we will be discussing how students can be involved with their state affiliates and foster an inclusive environment within their student society. Through my own experience, I am very excited to share how my state affiliate relationship has been so beneficial to my personal and professional growth by connecting me with like-minded individuals, which is why I am very honored to introduce our special guest today, Tina Claypool. She has had such a wide array of pharmacy experience from serving as a supervisor, residency program director, and preceptor at the University of Louisville Hospital. Tina is instrumental as a clinical ambulatory care pharmacist as she's developed UofL's Diabetes Management Program and MCM Program. I've had the privilege to work with her directly in the Kentucky Society of Health System Pharmacists, also known as KSHP, and our Women in Pharmacy ad hoc group. She is highly knowledgeable and experienced society member, where she has also served as a past KSHP president. So clearly, she is a mover, an expert, an advocate, and educator. Thank you so much for being here today, Tina. Thank you, Isabella. I tell you what, I'm blushing over here on the other side of this call. You made me sound probably a little bit better than I am, but I am so honored to be here today. Every time I connect with pharmacy students, I'm always reminded of one more reason I love being a pharmacist. So thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Now, for our audience that may not be acquainted with KSHP's Women in Pharmacy group, could you tell us a little bit of how it all began? Yes, my pleasure. So at KSHP, we are constantly reevaluating our mission of serving pharmacists and patients in the state of Kentucky. And one manner in which we did this, well, we do it regularly, annually, as a matter of fact, but we like to survey our membership and say, what are you getting out of KSHP? What would you like to see more of? How can we do things differently to better serve our membership? And I do think that's important to continually evaluate. One of the nice suggestions that became a recurrent theme was networking. We really enjoy networking. The CE is amazing. The professional development, top-notch, meeting with our vendors, reverse expo, all of our standard activities that we offer to our membership on a regular basis. But there was a resounding theme from students to experienced practitioners that networking is of great value. Consider COVID and how networking became more of a challenge. We leaned on all of our networking activities to connect with our KSHP members. One thing that came about was celebrating women in pharmacy. So out in our social medias, we were saying, you know, let's all celebrate women in pharmacy. And someone came up with a super idea of, hey, why don't we form a women in pharmacy group with KSHP and let's regularly celebrate and let's regularly connect our membership under this umbrella. And it's been great from pre and post COVID. I can share all kinds of details, but at the end of the day, it came about because we wanted to gather our membership 
in a more social, supportive networking fashion. I absolutely love the background of that story. And I feel it can easily translate into the roots of a student or a professional organization. So a lot of people can bring those similar ideas in, especially when you get those right people behind you, any vision or dream can take you to great lengths and then be such a rewarding experience as well. Now, my experience on the Women in Pharmacy ad hoc group was that students played such a large part in planning and making all these events happen. How did the conversation come up to involve students and how has that evolved over time? Excellent question. And I do think it's important to share our journey of how we shifted and intentionally reached out to our student and resident members to assist. So I must pause here and give a huge shout out to the original thought leader, Lindsay Velobolos, who was president of KSHP, gosh, three years ago. And Lindsay is a top-notch pediatric oncology pharmacist at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky. Lindsay and I became friends and colleagues through KSHP, and Lindsay actually spearheaded this event. So it's really important that I give credit where credit is due. Lindsay is still very involved in KSHP and women in pharmacy. Likewise, we added on another leader, Stacey Taylor, another practitioner at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Stacy's role is a KSHP board member, and she has a role with the College of Pharmacy with external studies. So I really just want to give that first off shout out to Lindsay and Stacy. So back in that day, just rewind about three and a half years ago, Lindsay spearheaded saying, let's get our group together. Let's do social media. Let's get some stickers and some advertising that we are going to gather women in pharmacy. And it was a women in pharmacy breakfast. And what we did is we reached out and we invited all members to come and sit down at the Women in Pharmacy breakfast in a separate room so that we could have some focus groups. And it was very casual. We identified some topics that followed more national themes of women in pharmacy. And we brought those to our table. We had a facilitator at each table and we really tried to mix things up and not let people who already knew each other at the same table. And that's really how it started. That was at our KSHP meeting. So I believe, I can't remember if it was fall or spring, I should know, but it was one of our biannual on-site conferences. And it was awesome. We had all kinds of participants. I met new people that day and I've been a pharmacist in Kentucky over 25 years. I met some folks that really had some great stories and great insight to share. I think they had to kick us out of the room because we were having so much fun connecting and chatting. And literally, we drank coffee, ate our breakfast during that hour, which is always kind of a delegated breakfast social hour. But we had a theme of supporting women in pharmacy and getting to know one another. And the feedback was so positive from our post-meeting survey for those that participated that it was kind of a no-brainer that we needed to keep this as part of our activities. Now, when I became involved, that was in the midst of the COVID epidemic, and we pretty much connected on a virtual platform through Zoom or any other type of platform. And I feel that fits really well with the overall theme of seeing all these women come together. And from the students' perspective, we were taking on a lot of the initiative 
sharing new ideas and just enjoying the experience overall. And I feel that's the entire purpose. I love that backstory, Tina. And I think that theme is so prevalent today as well, especially with my student involvement. So fast forwarding to today, how has that student engagement grown to what it is now? Yes, I'm so excited to really share this with your group because what started as some female pharmacy leaders initiating this committee or this group, I should say, we found ourselves a year and a half, two years after COVID kind of came into our world. And like many of you students, we're tired, we're overwhelmed, we're, you know, really looking at how life is different in the workplace and in our home environments. And quite honestly, we're always trying to involve our students more. And our students are very often saying, yes, we want to be more involved. And we acknowledge that our students have been living in a completely different world in COVID. You know, virtual learning and virtual experiential learning has been a tremendous challenge for all parties. So quite frankly, we needed you guys. We needed our students to help us out. And it, again, seemed like such a no-brainer, like, okay, we're short on time, we're stretched really thin, but guess what? We're not willing to give up on this. In fact, we even had a conversation, Stacy, Lindsay, and I, like, hey, Valentine's Day's coming up. We said we were going to do Valentine's. I know everyone's schedules are so tight because we're all very involved in residency training as well. And that's kind of the height of resident applications and interviews. But I remember that call and we're like, oh yeah, we're so busy, but no, we can't, we can't cancel this. So let's see if we can get some more student involvement. Let's see if the students are interested in in kind of taking a larger role in the planning and even the execution. So we called an email plea, who wants to be involved? We got great response. We had a virtual meeting and Stacy and I were both tremendously overwhelmed with the engagement of our students and a couple of resident members. And we're like, okay, we're going to just step back and we're going to let you guys roll. And guess what? It was amazing. So what started as a, how can we get some more help? How can we engage our students to really what I call succession planning and micro volunteerism? Like we, we all want our students and our residents and new members to take more of a lead. So this was a beautiful story of kind of how that can happen and how all parties win. And as you said, you were very involved. You guys planned the activities. You took on the advertisement, what we wanted to push out on social media. We had a volunteer to take pictures. We had a volunteer to write up a newsletter. It was a beautiful group effort with the students taking the lead. So yeah, that's how that happened. And we couldn't be happier. And we have had our post-meeting review, which is always really important. And I think everyone would agree, yes, let's keep this momentum of student involvement and leadership moving in this group. And I hope it springboards into a learning that all we have to do is ask and reach out. And I think the eagerness and the talent is there. We just have to continue to connect those pieces. I love hearing the flip side of everything. And coming from a student perspective, what I found very special is seeing so many students taking that initiative, sharing new ideas, and just enjoying the experience overall. I feel that's the entire purpose. 
How much fun did we have? I mean, how much laughing was going on? How many smiles? How many yeah. stories? I mean, we had a great time. It was a complete networking, social, fun hour. And Absolutely. I mean, what's better than getting, you know, like-minded people together in a positive manner? And I think we all had a great time. Absolutely. And I feel a lot of students don't have the opportunity to experience what we all did. There's such limited amounts of leadership positions compared to the student body in the college, which is why I also recommend students to look outside of their bubble and explore their state affiliates and other organizations, because there are so many of these groups that could benefit from a student perspective and assistance. And of course, there isn't any secret sauce besides just reaching out and getting that conversation started. 100%. I like to share that this is a two-way street. It is up to the active members and leaders to extend the offer. So include you, invite you, but it's also up to the students to take advantage of those opportunities. And a resounding theme I hear is sometimes like, I don't really know what it is, or I don't really know what I'm getting into. Ask. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not that scary. We have been (laughs) in your shoes. I know it was a long time ago, but I was a student at the University of Kentucky. And I promise you that those KSHP meetings that I went to, yes, I was a little intimidated. I never in a million years dreamed I would serve as president of this organization. It's so hard to put into words just that perspective of where you are right now and where you want to be. But leave no stone unturned. Most of your pharmacy leaders and active folks in KSHP or your preceptors or the people you're connecting with, they want to encourage you and share their story. So that two-way street is You know, we need to open those conversations and anyone that ever spends any time around me will hear me ask, are you a KSHP member? What can I do to get you involved? Will you come to a meeting with me? Will you sit in on this? So I think that is a good example of what we can do in our active members. And then from a student perspective, you say, yes, I do want to hear more about KSHP. Yes, I'd love to come to your Women in Pharmacy networking event. Yes, I'd love to write a newsletter article Sure, I'll sit in on your committee meetings. In particular, right now, you guys have not been able to come to live meetings, and it breaks my heart. I hated being the virtual president. If anyone knows me, I'm very social. I like to introduce people. I like to sit down and have coffee with you. But, you know, at the end of the day, we want to connect, right? We want to have have that connection and support with one another. So that's a two-way conversation. Tina, everyone that was involved was such a great role model, and that is so pertinent for students in my position who are starting out their careers and needing a role model to look up to and visualize where their career could go. I mean, there's so many different paths everyone can take, and hearing people's stories and how their careers developed is so essential and also sometimes rare to stumble across. So that is why. I found a great benefit from speaking to everyone that I met. That's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that because that is the intent is to to connect like-minded people who really have different paths, different stages of their career. We should all support one another. So I'm real happy to hear that you were able to make those connections that may not have happened otherwise. And 
Within those connections, even though the name of the group is Women in Pharmacy, there has been a great amount of men who have contributed to event planning and attended our events. How has this inclusion been instituted and how has it been so valuable within your group? That's an awesome question. And I'm glad you asked because we really want to share the message. Even though this is women in pharmacy, supporting women in pharmacy, perhaps led by women in pharmacy, we are 100% inclusive and we have a very deliberate message when we invite folks or we put this on our agenda or send out social media blasts that we're going to get together. All are welcome. Men, women, our last event, as you know, we even invited non-KSHP members. It was a Galentine's Day game night. We're like, invite your neighbor, invite your roommate, you know, invite your husband, invite your kids. We really just wanted to get folks together. So although the theme is women in pharmacy, absolutely all are welcome. And we make a really strong effort to be very inclusive in our advertisements and our messaging and our communications to our membership. And that is always clarified when we host one of our events. And as you said, we have plenty of men that participate. Shout out to DJ Scott Hayes, who is current (laughs) president of KSHP. We call him DJ Scott because we have leaned on him to run the coordination of the Zoom and the breakout meetings and to keep us on time. So that's a great example. Of course, we want our men to join us. I absolutely agree. And I've seen The verbiage that we have used to bring members in has been so inclusive, and I do not believe it's misconstrued the overall intent of our women in pharmacy group. I think it's very easy to avoid topics that could stir up a lot of controversy, which I think it's so awesome that this is a great platform to open up this discussion in a very safe environment. And for example, we strive for so many equal opportunities within our pharmacy profession, but on the flip side, women are still very different from men. But the key is recognizing those differences and utilizing them in the best way possible is such a great thing to discuss. Plus, I feel the more people talk about it, the more that everyone can understand and the more comfortable people can feel speaking about this in a professional or a non-professional environment. 100% agree. And of course, because of COVID, we are even more separated than normal, which is why bringing this group together is so needed and powerful. And leads me to my next question and the hot topic for the past few years. How has COVID affected your group? Oh, goodness. What has (laughs) COVID not affected, right? So talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's talk about it. COVID has really turned our world upside down but we're not going to let it take us down. In fact, I believe pharmacists have been able to rise and shine during this pandemic, and so be it we are doing through our professional organizations. So pre-COVID, what did we do? We actually got to shake hands and smile and introduce one another, and I can give hugs you know, to preceptors that mentored me 25 years ago, right? That's not happening today. We're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. I miss seeing everyone's pretty smiles and that laughter that we shared. So that's the negative of COVID is that type of connecting has been 
really kind of forced away from us for the safety of all. And we 100% understand that, right? However, we have to rethink, well, how do we connect in a manner that is safe during a pandemic? And that's where virtual platforms took place. So we quickly had to shift and learn how to execute virtual activities, such as a large state conference on a virtual platform. Tremendously challenging, (laughs) gave me a ton of anxiety, but we did not drop our networking and our outreach of connecting our membership during that period. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, the surveys continually said, and even more so during COVID, was we miss seeing people, we miss connecting, we need networking, our students need to meet our speakers and our preceptors and our committee chairs, not just sit in the audience on Zoom on mute, but actually interact. Mm -hmm. So that took just, you know, where we would connect at a spring or fall meeting to let's have some ad hoc networking events throughout the year, such as Galentine's Day. We didn't have a KSHP meeting on Galentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, we had a game night. We did a trivia night. We had virtual trivia. We just selected a day between meeting events and had a women in pharmacy connection, sometimes very themed and organized and sometimes less so. But I believe there was a tremendous shift. I think COVID placed stress on all of us. The resounding message after all of these events were, wow, that was so fun. That was so great. I needed that so much. It's It's really important to remember the value of connecting with people. We know as pharmacists, the value of connecting with our patients, right? There is tremendous value in connecting with other healthcare professionals and like-minded folks. I think even more so when we are under the stresses of a world pandemic. And it's not just work stress. All of us have been challenged with our home life, our professional life, our social lives, our own physical and mental health. So for all those reasons, I'm thrilled that we've been able to offer these opportunities, but even more happy with that last event where the students really took over and hit a home run. And we're not gonna let that go. Even when we're back live, those students are gonna be helping us lead the way. Absolutely, and despite COVID and all, I do see that there is great benefit in still incorporating those online opportunities to get involved. I think that opens the door for students to make an initial connections with others and, you know, feel more comfortable going out to actual physical meetings. And I think that has been just very beneficial overall. We found that having our meetings kind of closer later at night has worked a lot. So we've had a lot of engagement as well and participation because of that. So I would stress to just have a little bit of both, see what draws people in and then from there, it just will grow. Yeah, I agree, Isabella. And I think that's important for us to keep in mind. It is really convenient to log on for an hour, right? And what was the cost of our event for you? Right? Zero. So, I mean, it's free. It's fun. I mean, why would you not want to participate? 
And, you know, we've had folks show off their children, their pets. I always like to put my little furry baby Louie up on the screen. I can't do that at a live meeting. Many of us are quick to come on in our exercise clothes or our pajamas or after we've put our children to bed or after we've fed our families or taking care of our other activities. So you're absolutely right. That convenience factor, I don't think anything replaces face-to-face. But if it can be free and convenient, and let's not forget, Kentucky is a state that's very spread out. I'm from Western Kentucky, and then Eastern Kentucky is a good five, six hour drive, right? So sometimes people can't take time off for work or cannot make the drive or cannot commit to that type of commitment. But an hour, just about everybody can commit to. So yeah, I agree. We, we definitely need to keep this in our toolbox of things that we can do to network. Absolutely. And especially with everyone being so spread out, what has your group found that has been so effective to get engagement and outreach and spread the knowledge that we are hosting these events amidst COVID and in general? I would like to say that we just recently, and this was before COVID, but very serendipitous how we put together a subcommittee called communication. And this subcommittee of communications led by Courtney Brown, a fantastic pharmacist out of Eastern Kentucky, she led this effort and it helped us expand our social media platform, which some people use, right? You and I probably use it every day. Other people do not, right? So they may use the traditional newsletter communication, hard copies, emails, et cetera. So really using our communications committee as the platform to spread the word. So how does it happen? Email, newsletter, social media, word of mouth. And we're always encouraging, just like we're going to encourage you, Isabella, share your story, invite someone Mm -hmm. to join us, right? That's inclusion. That's how we bring people to the table. And that's how we get the word. So nothing magical, just keep talking about it. And Again, why I was so honored and happy that you invited me to share this story because this message is important and I'm thrilled that we've done something great in Kentucky that some other states maybe can utilize as well. But at the end of the day, it's inviting people, it's encouraging people, and it's just making those opportunities word of mouth or however your members and your students will communicate the best. One word of advice that I always love to do is to challenge yourself to bring in at least one new person per event, and that will take our group a long way. And especially in my college, all the students either developed a Facebook group or a group me to stay connected so we could be informed with everyone. And we were lucky enough within our Women in Pharmacy ad hoc group that there was a student from each graduation class. So what we ended up doing is uh, utilizing that and having each of us reach out to our entire class. So that got the word spread out very easily. And I know for my perspective, if I didn't know about this, I would have jumped on way early on as well. So as a student leader, just a simple share can really make an impact for your classmates. I love to always try to invite one person to your activity Mm -hmm. because you know, that can double your numbers, right? 
Yes. Great. Thank you for doing that. And I think that is a tip that we should all take with us for sure. Now, before we wrap up our discussion, is there any advice, tips, or hints that you would give to students when getting connected to their state affiliate? Oh, yes. How long is this podcast, Isabella? (laughs) I love to tell students all the reasons they should get involved. You haven't seen it yet, but right now you are surrounded by a family of pharmacies, right? Your world is pharmacy school, your friends, your classes, your activities, your extra time. I mean, I hope you're doing some other things, but let's face it, it is a tremendous focus. Then whether you do residency training or jump right into job, that family's always there, but it gets a little smaller, right? So Mm -hmm. all your classmates, will you be working with them in five years? No, you won't. All your amazing preceptors and mentors, will you be working with them and seeing them on a regular basis? Maybe, maybe not. That's what KSHP, I believe, offers. And not just KSHP, right? It's ASHP. It's every state affiliate. We become your pharmacy family. And I can tell you, I have learned so much from other practitioners. I have grown as a person so much. I have been a part of opportunities that I would have never encountered. Remember, I wasn't ever going to be a KSHP officer or even committee chair 25 years ago, but getting involved early and then staying involved and being supported by those like-minded people. So I don't know why you wouldn't be involved in your state affiliate of ASHP. I mean, I really can't think of any reason. Also student membership and resident membership and new graduate membership is intentionally made more affordable. But once we get out and working, we're well compensated healthcare providers and it's worth every penny and more to be a part of your state and your national professional organization. Again, I believe I would not be close to the pharmacist, patient care provider, or preceptor to students or preceptor to residents had it not be for all the opportunities and folks that I have been able to grow with over the last 25 years. So, I mean, my sell is why not? Why wouldn't you? And if you're not sure what it is, jump on in there. I'll give you my email and my phone number. If you're a Kentucky student, I'll invite you to everything and I'll pick you up and you can ride with me to the event. You might not want to give me your cell phone number because you will literally get invited to everything. And, you know, I find it hard to believe that that is not nationwide. Those people are out there. We just have to make those connections. Mm -hmm. But you're in pharmacy school right now and everyone around you are there to support you. Think of your state affiliate being that same support network five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now. And I still keep in touch with my mentors who have since retired or have moved across the country who are serving in national leadership roles. They would always help me connect me and be there for me. And likewise, I would love to continue to support students, residents, and all pharmacists in any way that we can. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. So students, why wouldn't you be involved and stay involved? You will not regret it. That is such fantastic advice, Tina, and it showcases the value of getting involved. My word advice to my fellow pharmacy students is 
if you are considering a new initiative in your student society is to check with your college regulations and gain advice from faculty members to ensure you can have a smooth implementation that fits your pharmacy culture. And I also did want to highlight that ASHP has plenty of resources that can get you started regarding women in pharmacy leadership and state affiliates. This is especially a great starting point if you're looking to get connected. And if you need one more motivational tip, we need you. We need you. We need your help. We want your help. You may not feel like you have much to offer. Oh my goodness. You have so much to offer. You know, you are the future leaders of pharmacy. You are going to be my pharmacist someday. We need you. So please step up to the plate. That is such a wonderful way to bring it all full circle. Thank you so much, Tina, for speaking with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. There are so many skills and strategic planning tips that I find so valuable to hear, even more now reflecting on my own involvement. I stress to my fellow pharmacy students that there are many opportunities for students to engage with their state affiliates if you actively seek them out. Even if there isn't an option in your area, feel empowered to start something within your SSHP regarding women in pharmacy or other forms of inclusion, which can be easily implemented with the right preparation, planning, and execution, and the right group of people as well. Find those like-minded people. Also, if you haven't before, I encourage you to check out ASHP student resources by visiting ashp.org slash pharmacy dash student. You will find member exclusive offerings such as targeted materials on career transitions for students, information on residency and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Pharmacy Student Forum community on ASHP Connect where you can exchange ideas with your peers. Thanks again for tuning in on this session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast for your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.